T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now. Here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. Coming in from the Best Yet Brand Studios, we're going to go to the Harbor One Hotline and talk to our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. And Tommy is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tom Curran is on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, good morning. Good morning, friends. How are you? Happy mid-December. It's uh, something. So we were just talking about uh, (laughs) the whole Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and Belichick's record against former assistants and then Mayo matching up against McDaniels. Uh, But, you know, they've already been through this when Josh McDaniels was in Denver. How do you view the whole Belichick against former assistants and how much does that whole thing apply today against the Raiders? I think it applies massively on my way up to uh, Needham for our NBC Sports Boston pregame at noon. And I heard you, Andy, and I was like, that's 13 years ago, Drew Gresh. It's 13 years ago. It still applies. He actually had a stint with the team for 10 years. He's got, you know, so much intel on what the Patriots like to do on both sides of the ball, on their tendencies, on who they are and how they'll react. Do we really have that on offense right now? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's. Well, it's certainly their the tendencies are easy. So easy, a seven year old could figure it out. We're going to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Yet somehow, Charlie Weiss was more successful throwing the ball sideways than Matt Patricia. But I, I digress. So to me, I think it's a it's a major advantage, and it really adds up. Think about that 2018 Super Bowl year. Patriots lost five games that year in the regular season. Every single team they lost to didn't qualify for the postseason. They got absolutely demolished by Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions and steamrolled by Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans. So there is more than just coincidence going on. Yeah, well, I mean, 
What do you think it is, Tom? Because we've been trying to figure it out for years. I feel like I've even asked you specifically for years because it just keeps happening. And most of the former assistants aren't very good, don't have very good records, and yet they beat Bill. And then if you remove the assistance from Bill's resume, it's even crazier. Like, his winning percentage is even crazier for his career. You would think he would have knowledge on those guys, like what those guys are trying to do, and it would be an advantage for Bill, but it really has very much been the other way, even when those teams aren't that good, like a 5-8 like a and eight Raiders team coming to town. But do you, any idea as to why those guys, wherever they go, whether it's Detroit, Miami, Cleveland, the Jets, the Broncos, like they're able to beat Bill Belichick when they go head-to-head? The understanding of if we do this, then they'll do that, so we'll hit them with this. Mm-hmm. Since Chris Sims was talking at length about that 2009 meeting between the Broncos and Patriots, and it was still in the wake of the Wildcat game that the Miami Dolphins had unloaded. So they said, okay, we're going to line up in Wildcat. The Patriots will react to that, and then we'll put Kyle Orton back under center and run the play. We will know what coverage they're going to be in. And that's a major reason they were able to exploit that. So knowing how the Patriots will react to things, is a major advantage, I think. And, you know, defensively, yeah, it's, it's going to be harder for the Raiders to say, okay, this is what they're going to do. But they're so primitive offensively that it's not as if it's going to be difficult for them to figure out. Defensively, I think that Josh is going to look at it and say, this is what Steve likes to do. This is what Gerard likes to do. This is what Bill likes to have happen in a situation like this. This is how he'll treat Waller. This is how he'll treat uh, Devontae Adams. And we should be able to get this as a result. Tom, when you see that happening, you kind of see that playing out. Like, do you think you'll see Josh McDaniels go? Okay, they sh- they tend to struggle here in the past couple of weeks, um, especially against elite wide receivers. Do you yeah. th- do you think that he's saying, okay, Devonte, here's what we're going to do with you? That's going to make and now that they have got some injuries in the secondary, where he tries to really expose that secondary with Devonte Adams. He adores Josh Jacobs so much. I mean, the number, he's he's the leading rusher in the league by far right now at 1,400 yards. I would be be surprised if they don't make an effort to try and get the Patriots in sub all day long and then run Josh Jacobs. That would be my initial expectation because he's just so married to running him, even in third and one when you have all that artillery on the field and everyone knows it's going to Jacobs in key situations. He's still running him, so... I would imagine it, it could be a day in which Devontae Adams is used just as a, you know, saber-rattling, and they don't go to him as often as we're thinking they will. I do know this. Devin McCourty, he and I were just talking after the – early in this season, and I somehow came to Devontae Adams. He goes, he put on the most unbelievable single show I've ever seen in the NFL when we practiced against him this year. <laughs> he just thought he was – absolutely obscene what he was doing to the Patriots secondary and it's a diminished secondary now so how does uh having Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller back not only complicate things for the Patriots but when they had the full complement of players the Raiders offense was kind of up and down when it was just Jacobs and Adams it felt like they were more productive in a weird way how do you see those two guys interjected back into the lineup and the problems that they might be able to create? That's really interesting because that's one thing that always used to drive me crazy about the McDaniels-Brady offense and the slow starting aspect of it sometimes in the first half. 
I'd say, will you please stop trying things to see what the other team is going to do when you do it? It was the feeling out process sometimes, and now I'm complaining about the Brady McDaniels offense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But compared to what we're looking at, but uh, the feeling out process that so often seemed to happen with the Patriots um, when McDaniels and Brady were in charge, I wonder if some of that will happen today with, with Renfro and Waller. All the stuff that you said, you know, Wiggy, in terms of the safeties and bringing pressure, don't just sit there and wonder and wait and see what's going to happen if they send Waller and Renfro out in a route and Adams gets singled up on the outside. Just presume that it's not going to be good and maybe try and bring as much pressure and as many games up front as you can to confuse the uh, Raiders' front and, and try and get pressure. Because under pressure, I don't think Derek Carr is a savant. With all the injuries, Jalen Mills, Devontae Parker, Isaiah Wynn, Damian Harris, they've all been ruled out, win on IR. whole bunch of guys are questionable. For just this game specifically, which one is the most significant? Probably Parker, to me, because if Myers is in any way reduced, it seems as if the Patriots want to bang it to him next. Now, I, I love Kendrick Bourne in terms of the skill set that he brings. I don't think that last year's production was an apparition, even though they don't go to him this year. But I still think there's hesitancy on the team's part to make him a major part of their offense. So that being the case, Parker not being out means Parker not being out there, and if Myers is reduced, who are they going to? So that, to me, is the big question and why I think they would miss Parker significantly um, today. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week, Tom, is the fact that offensively we're like, all right, maybe we see the Patriots come out and then take some shots downfield because, you know, it seems like that was what Mac Jones was yelling about, pressing the ball downfield, you know, Mm -hmm. opening up this playbook. And then they go out there, and even when the defensive coordinator goes, ah, I know what they like to do, they throw the most screens that they have all season long in a game. What do you think offensively the approach is to this week, especially if you're going against Josh McDaniels, who knows that you might be struggling on the offensive side and saying, hey, we're going to take some shots and we're going to see if we can turn this thing into a track meet. What do you think Matt Patricia's scheme is this week against a, you know, a defense that's not very good? Yeah, but they have such a good pass rush. Oh, they have good pass rushers. I mean, Max Crosby is a – is a top-five defensive player of the year candidate. Chandler Jones has been quiet, but mm-hmm. we know guys get riled up when they play former teams. So um, will they have the time to take those shots downfield and risk? And that's the thing about the Patriots' offense. They know they're not a chunk-play team, so they're terrified of getting behind the sticks because unlike a, whether it be Buffalo or Kansas City or any other team that can get chunk plays, mm-hmm. they know that third and eighth is death, generally speaking. So they don't want to be on second down throwing it 30 yards downfield on a 50-50 ball because they don't want to see third and eight. So I still think they'll throw sideways. And I I just don't think that that Matt Patricia is able to scheme up a whole bunch of different plays. I think he can, you know, noodle up a a couple that will get teams flat-footed but to do it over and over and over again. If you're the Raiders, you just say what Bill Belichick would say if you face the Patriots. Let's go see, make them have a 12-play, 57-yard drive and a field goal. Have fun with that, boys. Because that's basically the Patriots' offense right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, what's wild about that is in the overall big picture, 
as we talk about it, is the Patriots can return from their little West Coast swing here and be 8-6. and six. They can return today if the Lions do well against the Jets um, with an even more solidified hold on that final seed. And the Chargers don't have a layup today either, so I can't, they're escaping me, their opponent, but you guys can fill that in. So all these things being said, it's two teams who played really dumb football going up against each other at 405. Chargers have the Titans. That's right. Chargers, Titans. We know the Jets. Right. The Jets have the Lions. That all of a sudden, Tom, has become a uh, plucky little game there with the Jets and the Lions. Pluckiness is high in that game. You're correct. It'll be uh, interesting. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Thanks for the breakdown, brother. We appreciate it. We'll uh, catch you next week. All right. Have a great week, guys. Enjoy. All right. Thank you, Tom. There goes uh, Tommy Kern. He is headed up to uh, NBC Sports Boston. So I understand that the uh, good folks at 538 have had some mistakes over the years. Yeah, it's about to happen. They underestimated the great Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and Andrew Callahan just tweeted this out. This is courtesy of 538. Now, I don't want to lose anybody. But if the Patriots win and the Jets lose... And the Chargers lose. Mm-hmm. All right. The Patriots, I'm with you so far. The Patriots, according to 538, then have a 72% chance of making the playoffs. Okay. Wow. If the Patriots win. That goes up there, huh? And the Jets win and the Chargers lose, the Patriots have a 64% chance of making the playoffs. I think okay. all three teams have really a coin flip today. Yeah. Right? I don't think any I'm of them. kind of with you. I don't think any of them should win and any of them should lose. Like, mm-hmm. they all have really competitive games. So. Bruski just did a breakdown on uh, Sunday Countdown while we were talking to Tommy about how Tennessee was in position to make plays and then just whiffed. You yeah. know, like you hit a screen to. Uh, you hit a screen to uh, their their big running Derek back. Henry. Thank you. And then Henry gets hit right along the sideline, fumbles the ball twenty yards downfield. You had a defender that's ready for the bootleg. Yeah, he ends up getting stiff armed by Trevor Lawrence. Guy tries to dive, just misses the toes. Lawrence ends up running it in for a touchdown. You know what I mean? Because the the Titans feel like very much the Jekyll and Hyde of the yeah, NFL I'm not this really, year. I, I don't like the Titans. Yeah, I don't like the Titans uh, they either. They don't yeah, really scare me. They don't scare me one bit. You know what's bit. interesting is the Patriots are playing the team with the worst record out of mm-hmm. the three, and yet they're the only one that is uh, underdogs. So they're on the road. The yeah. early line was Raiders minus two. Then it went to a pick'em. Then it went back to Raiders minus one, and I just saw an update from Vegas. Two, 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 two and a half. Two and a half it's half, yeah. been yeah, so it's under the three, but basically it's been it's been moving around you, a little bit, but the money is shifting back you, to the Raiders. Yeah. You lose this game, your playoff hopes are probably dead in the water. You need help yeah, at that point. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot well not only are you gonna need help. But you're gonna have to pull two wins out of your box. Exactly. Yeah. See, that becomes the issue. Yeah. People are like, yeah. "Oh, you need no. You don't need. Yeah, you, you need. Now a you got to beat Cincinnati. You need a lot yeah. of help, and you yeah. got to beat Cincinnati, Miami for sure, Miami, and maybe Buffalo. Uh, well, you yeah, probably you, just need two. Like, yeah, you got to need two of the but three. Still, the way Cincinnati's playing right now, and then Miami feels like right. you know, yeah, you're you gonna need chance, today's sure, a must. You're gonna, yeah, need, oh yeah, you got to win today. Two of the, you know, you're gonna need to win two games. And one of those games is going to have to be from either Cincinnati or Buffalo. And and that is going to be, and one of the, and the Buffalo game is in Buffalo, I believe, right? Yeah, that's in Buffalo, that game that they'll play, correct? The last game of the season. Yeah. 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 So you factored that into the whole equation. Um, And the way Cincinnati's playing, even though it's going to be at home, but can you see the Patriots even coming close to Cincinnati? No, I do not. 
I feel like they have a better chance of beating Buffalo and <laughs> Buffalo than they do at Cincinnati at home. Maybe. Yeah, the injuries, well, you know what? In terms of the, the Cincinnati game and sort of previewing ahead, this, in terms of the way the secondary is made up, this will give us at least a little bit of an indicator because even though Cincinnati doesn't have as they're not as strong a tight end with Darren Waller, mm-hmm. their wide receiver group is better than the Raiders receiver group, and that Raiders receiver group has Devontae Adams. I'm yeah. talking about one, two, three. Right. And you gotta factor in Joe Mixon and um what's a uh Samaj uh, Piran. Piran. Mm. So you gotta factor that into the just the Cincinnati offense collectively as a group. This game here is critical. You cannot, you cannot, you lose this game, it is pretty much over for you. And the Raiders could have been in the Cleveland spot had they just, you know, found a way to win last week. And they, uh, they Mm -hmm. talk about snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Looked like they were okay. And then the Rams ended up coming back and beating them. We'll continue breaking down the defense and the matchup against the Raiders. Also know that inactives are coming out at 1130 for the early games. The early games are not great, but we know it's the fantasy playoffs. So big implications there. We'll get you updated on all that as well here on WEI Football Sunday. Here's Ethan. He's ready to trend. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Week 15 of the NFL continues on as yesterday's slate of games included a massive comeback. One of the lar- or the largest, excuse me, in the history of the NFL with the Vikings win over the Colts after trailing 33-0 at halftime. Your Patriots are playing the Raiders in Las Vegas this afternoon at 4.05 p.m. Players already listed as out include Jalen Mills, Devontae Parker, and Damian Harris, while Jack Jones, Jacoby Myers, and Ramondre Stevenson are all currently listed as questionable. Make sure you stick around after the show to catch the Lions taking on the Jets in New York. Playoff implications obviously there for you Patriots fans, and immediately following the Patriots game, you can catch the Six Rings postgame show with hosts Andy Hart and Kyrie Thompson for a full breakdown and analysis right here on WEEI. The Bruins continue on with their dominant run this season with a 4-2 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets yesterday, and they play again tomorrow night at 7 against the Florida Panthers right here in Boston. And your Boston Celtics are back in action in a rematch against the Orlando Magic this afternoon following that 117-109 loss on Friday against that same team. Tip-off for that game is set for 3 p.m. I'm Ethan Rissadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. Matching up against the Raiders and inactives are around the way next on WEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios here on WEI Football Sunday. Almost halfway home. One o'clock. All the football begins here on WEI Football all day long after us. Uh, and, of course, the Sunday night game as well. And then uh, you could join me for the Gress Show until 2 a.m. Uh, it'll be on after Sunday night football here on WEI. Um, the Patriots defense against the uh the offense of Josh McDaniels, I know we've kind of gotten into some of this. If Marcus Jones needs to play more snaps defensively, what sort of effect is there, Wiggs, on his ability to contribute on offense? And then can you still have him play, what, 50 snaps on defense and have mm-hmm. him as the main punt-slash-kick returner as mm-hmm. well? Yeah, I think so. I I, I think on offense you kind of know what he is. He's like a guy who's going to catch. You know, maybe you throw him a little bubble screen. You throw him a little quick screen. Uh, you give him a reverse. I mean, he's not like going to give you. It's not like he's running routes as an offensive player. Can you hand it to him out of the backfield if you need a little help at running back? And if it, if Ramondre is dinged, should Marcus Jones maybe be in there in the eye and give him some well, of the, the some carries? See, I think the issue becomes when he's a you, little dude. Yeah, when you're always. Like, he's not like a Debo Samuel, and even then I don't really want to hand him the football. He's more of a gadget play offensive player, like a quick screen. If you are giving him the ball out of the backfield, it's like a jet sweep or some type of weird toss play. Uh, He's not somebody that you just turn around and hand the football off to. I think people have a very uh, – uh, misconception of like, oh, he's talented. He could do a lot of things as a punt return. Throw him in the backfield. No, it don't work like that. Well, see, when people see little nugget J.J. Taylor at 5'5", five, five, yeah, but he's a ball. running back, though. Right, but I think that's why some people will be like, why not give him a carry Well, two? because people don't understand J.J. Taylor's been a running back his whole life, and he's, he, he understands the element to running the football from being a running back versus a guy who... I remember I played with Champ Bailey down in uh, Georgia, and we used to give him a ton of things. But it's completely different when you say, okay, we'll line you up in the backfield. Now we want you to read the offensive lineman's block and find the hole. It's it's just completely different. It's, hey, we'll get it to you on a quick screen. We'll get it to you on like a reverse or some type of jet sweep action. But, you know, it's not what you do. So I, I think you kind of just let him play defense and let him – do what he does in the punt return game and the kickoff return game, and every now and then you might sprinkle in a play or two here and there. I was going to say, like, three touches? Is that too many? No. I, I feel like he's pretty explosive when he has the ball, yeah. and even if when you have a full complementary of offensive players, I'd want him in there. 
But if Parker's not going to play, Myers may not play. Right. Harris is out. Stevenson may be out, or at least limited. And it looks like it looks like Marcus Jones will get some significant snaps on defense. You would He's, think. Well, so that's the other thing too. So maybe you don't want to burn him out too much on offense. But I think you kind of three to five have to, three, like, to three to five is good. If you're creative as an offensive play call, no. that's the problem. And therein lies the problem. That's exactly but if, but if you're Mac Jones, you're looking in the huddle at Kevin Harris, Tyquan Thornton, the two tight ends, Nelson Aguilar. You're like, yeah, let's get Marcus Jones in here. Let's right, see but if, if you flip him the ball and he can make a play. But if you're on defense, you go, oh, okay, know, Marcus Jones is in the game. Be alert for A, B, and C because that's all he's going to do. Yeah. And now what you end up doing is if you try to force him the ball and defensively, they know that he's in the game, and they're able to take away A, B, and C. You now put yourself in a but bad if you position. Have, and I know it all goes back to Patricia, and nobody really trusts him to be all that creative with it. But <laughs> if a team had Marcus Jones, Tyquan Thornton, and uh, don't laugh, but Johnny Smith, and just mm-hmm. like what what he was when mm-hmm. he got here and how they lined him up, that's three guys that ideally could you you would be. Defensively, you don't know what they're going to do. Uh, right? They're no, going to hand it to any of those guys. They're going to they're going to go deep with any of those guys. Tight end gonna... screen. No, well, no, now it's simple. Now it's, now <laughs> it's going to be nothing. And nothing, quick nothing. tunnel screen yeah. or bubble or or where Marcus Jones goes in the backfield and then they just run a little swing pass. Yeah, to him. no. You know, ridiculous. you mentioned a, another name there, and again, I know we're supposed to be looking at how the defense is going to match up against the Raiders, but this I thought with. The new offensive coordinator, even though he's a senior advisor, right? That the tight ends were supposed to be featured, and Jonu Smith. There's been no, have they used him differently mm-hmm. at all than they did last year? No, um, about the same. I, I or so less. Like no, what, the same. so. What is the disconnect there? Because I'll tell you the disconnect. Well, but it's the very coach simple. doesn't want to use him. No, that's no, what I don't no, he's, he stinks. He's, he's he, not that's, good. That's the problem. It's like it's it's not Matt Patricia's fault on John O'Smith. Smith. John o. Smith is who he is. Catch a screen, and then maybe you make a few people miss. But then, how was he productive in Tennessee? Because Tennessee, he really wasn't that productive. Right, and, and he was. He the, had one year with eight touchdowns, right? But and his he, career high is four hundred forty-eight yards right. and forty-one. Catches. And he's the fourth option in Tennessee. You know, he's the fourth option. You're running, you run, you run, you run the football, and then all of a sudden, here comes a guy out of play action. Nobody sees, leak into the flat. He's wide open. He catches the ball, and he's a good athlete. Makes one guy miss. Next thing you know, he's got a 50-yard touchdown. It wasn't like he was, at least with the Chargers, Hunter Henry was their second option. Mm-hmm. And you they actually throw to him more this year. Now it's percentage, it's close, but like he. Henry, on, you mean? On, uh, no, John Smith. Oh. On average, they throw to him more this year per game than they did last year, which, right. again, the numbers are still very low. But there's, but. like, nothing. Like it, it, It's not like he doesn't have any skills. And I'm not stumbling that right. he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But the fact that they're devoid of options. They have no options. Right, but it's hot. And it, they do nothing with the guy. And, and let me tell you how it tends to work out because I've been in this situation before as a former player. It's completely different to be the fourth option than it is to now all of a sudden we're asking you to be 
the first or the second option. There's a lot more pressure that comes with that and what you now are doing. But when have they ever asked him to be the number one option here? Oh, That's they, the thing. When they signed him. That was his role. His role was to be a guy that now comes in here and catches 60 or 70 balls, and his role is, okay, we now want you to do more seam routes, corner routes, you know, 10-yard out routes, stick routes. It's like now it becomes different, little option routes. It becomes very different for you to now go. Like when I was with the Patriots – you know, in the, the early run, all right, I might have been the third, fourth option, and then it was game. Maybe I got an opportunity to be the, the second option. When I got to Minnesota, it was like, okay, you now, we expect you to do more. So you could easily now go, oh, I'm not used to this role here. And now you now don't know how to handle that. And I think that was the issue with John O. Smith. Okay, but I know that was last year's offense, mm-hmm. and Hunter Henry emerged much more. They played much better offense. We get that. You can't convince me that they look at him and say, he's the number two option. Who, here? Here. When? With this, this year? year. John O. Smith? Yeah. Right now, John O. Smith no, no, would no, no. be the fourth option, so no. there should be no pressure on him. So why can't this offensive coordinator be- work him in a la they did Tennessee, or am I missing something because, because that he should be the number two option no, because and they're the, not giving him the ball? The problem is he's not good. He wasn't good last year. So if he's not good with Josh McDaniels, they look and go, Hunter Henry is, um, excuse me, John O. Smith is not good. And the other thing that we don't see, what's he look like in practice? He can't might be, be very good. Right. Like, I think they've almost moved on from it. And they're right. like, they, they, you're getting more returns from Myers, from Parker, right. from Ramondre Stevenson now in the past game. Like, those are the guys that they're going to spend their time trying to get the ball to right. and using. Like, John you Smith. Don't, you don't happening. think last year in training camp when John Smith got here that they were, like, running him on seam routes, corner routes, option routes, doing all this stuff with him and Hunter Henry and being like, okay, we're going to see if we can, you know, bring the tight ends back yeah, into the play off of each other. Because right. Henry can do all right. that stuff that you Right, so what ends up happening is they do all these things in practice, and they're like, oh, wait a second. He can't get open. He can't yeah. do – like, all the things that we don't get to see, and then – well, why aren't they using him? Because you haven't seen him all week in practice. And then when we do put him in those situations, it's like, oh, well, he can't get open. He's dropping fo- footballs or whatever it is. And that's what it becomes. And now they're just looking at him as, you know, he gets in the way and blocking, and then maybe every now and then we'll throw so him So what screen. they're saying is is that to them, Nelson Aguilar – is a bigger weapon than yes. John. Like I, yeah. like I, uh, that's amazing to me because yeah. I feel like if John o. Smith were in Atlanta, he would at least be functional. Like here, what do you mean maybe. functional? No, nah, uh, I mean, functional, I, I but, but I'm talking about thirty-five yes. catches, three hundred fifty no. yards. I'm not talking about a guy dominating a game. No, but they feature him. They, they, he is Matt Sokol. Yeah, because if like, he, uh, he is, he's probably worse. Like, but, yeah. but that's the way yeah. they also treat him, and and to think that there isn't. Here's Wiggs, you hit this well, no. last week. You know what he can do, you know what they can't do. He can't not do everything. Do we at least agree on that? Because the guy does play. He's got to be able to do something. And this guy feels like he's incapable of figuring out one or two plays a game to take advantage of what the guy can do. I think do. three things were working against him, though. Three things happened to to John U. Smith. One, Bill Belichick said that he has he's the best run after catch guy in the league. He right. said that when they were playing Tennessee. True. So that got my expectations way too high, and everybody right. else's way too high. They gave him way too much money. Yep. True. You see, the Patriots give him a lot of money, and you go, the guy's got to be good. Patriots right. don't spend a lot of money. They went crazy on John U. Smith, and they signed him immediately. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he must be really good. 
And his fourth and final year in Tennessee, he did have eight touchdowns. Right. So he didn't have a lot of catches, didn't have a lot of yards, but you're like, okay, what Bill said, the contract, eight touchdowns, this guy could emerge Red as zone. the next Darren Waller. Like, he could become this or, really good pass-catching uh, tight end, and he's not. I think they will. people are looking at him as, you know, hey, he could be Hernandez without the off-the-field issues. Yes. Right? Yeah. They use him in the backfield. They hand him the ball. He had right. all these highlight running plays, mm-hmm. which right. they did actually more last year. This year, he's had one total right. carry. But I think what else to me happened, that's what I'm saying, is he goes from – you know, the fourth option and a guy down in the red zone who becomes a, uh, a play-action guy because everybody's focused on everything else to now when he gets here, the expectations, contract, all those things Rich talked about are now much greater. I- and then you're starting to see, even if he was in Atlanta, he would still be the same way because Atlanta would go, well, wait a second, no, we want I this guy that. to be the second option, and he's not very I'm good. I'm not thinking that this guy is even going to be the number three option consistently. It's the fact that there's nothing. He like, is what he is. Because he's the fourth option here at best, right? But given he, the way they run so it. And if, like last year, I can mm-hmm. buy that. This year... I mean, in the red area, this guy but if does you, nothing but for if you, you, and they've and they've called nothing for the him last either. Three games, mm-hmm. the last three games he's played in, one target, uh, two catches for six yards, okay, right. in three total but games. The, but if you look at any team's second, third tight end who's down the depth chart, who's your fourth, fifth, sixth option, these are the numbers that they're going to have. But what's he here? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, what option is if you were to rank, if you were to so he's, stack, he's tied for sixth in targets. If you were to, yeah, if you, like, yeah, so he's right where he is, the fifth option. But that's the thing. But is that's that the, the numbers that he has. Can get a novelty play in there no, no, around no. the goal line but, to be able to get it to but this Gresh, guy. I think the numbers that he has indicates him being the fifth or sixth option on any team. Yeah, and I, this is one where I don't even blame Patricia as much because he stunk with McDaniel's. So right. like last year, you had an actual offensive coordinator. And you saw Hunter Henry have success. You mm-hmm. saw Kendrick Bourne have success. And that's why everybody well, thought he was going to be really too. good this year. So those were two guys that McDaniels used pretty well last year. Nothing amazing, but Henry and Bourne were, were decent. Like, they tried to call stuff for those yes. guys. They tried to and get John them Smith stuff. John Smith was awful. And they even they handed him the ball nine total times last year, so way more than they did this year. They tried a few things. He just couldn't do it. He had that one highlight catch, and he, he was a big part of the blocking game when they beat the... Uh, Bills and the crazy weather game. But, like, other than that, he was a big letdown, and then he just sort of carried on. He did that again. Because it was funny. He was a guy that, in preseason, made a bunch of plays. Right? Yep. Like, he made a bunch mm-hmm. of plays. You're like, oh, is it preseason? I think we were talking to Andy Hart about it. He's like, well, no. He's like, these guys are not wearing pads. They're like, some guys kind of shine in this environment. And then when you get to, like, the real games and real things that matter, it's completely different. And, unfortunately, John Smith just it seems like it's going to be a bad contract but and a bad run. Go look at – and the interesting thing is that I just looked at it. Go look at every team in the NFC East, and I just told what their second tight end production is. And he's got more production than any team in the uh, AFCs, but that's what he is as far as a second tight end production. I think the guy from Buffalo has like eight catches. He's had a touchdown last night. Yeah, but he might only have one or two catches, uh, touchdown catches on the year. The guy in Miami, you know, that's what he ultimately is. When you think about who he is on this team, 22 catches, 200 yards, that's who he is. Mm -hmm. And that's what he would be. On any team, because that's what his skill set is. 
Uh, a couple of things in terms of inactives. Uh, of course, it just all jumped on me as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is active. DJ Moore is in. Kadarius Tony is in for Kansas City. Uh, Justin Jackson is active as well. Inactive. James Robinson. We thought James Robinson have a chance with the Jets. They just don't no, play that they guy. They don't. They like Zonovan Bam Knight instead. No T.Y. Hilton making his debut for the Cowboys today. Somewhere on that. Uh, no Nikhil Harry. And I do believe no uh, Chase Claypool as well. Mm. Wiggs, what do you think of Chase Claypool? <laughs> Uh, Clay Chase Pool. Yeah, Clay, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta get his name right. First off, you yeah. gotta get him a nickname. Yeah, right. Clay Clay or something like Clay. that. <laughs> gotta get that man a nickname. Uh, we had to have a little fun with you there. Yeah, I gotta and, get him a nickname. Uh, uh, let's see. Traylon Burks inactive for the Titans. I don't know if you're counting on him in fantasy. Uh, and that's really it. Now, in terms of the remaining guys, figure out whether T. Higgins, Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, Tyler Boyd, Jacoby Myers, those all look like those are going to be guys that are going to be in today if you're trying to uh, figure out what to do in the world of fantasy football. Uh, we will get in a little more into who is under the microscope today because we're four weeks away from firing time and numbers connected to fired coaches in the NFL. We'll give you uh, that number as some food for thought, but the inactives are brought to you by the Catches Law Group. New England's construction workers, if you're injured on the job, Catches has your back at CatchesLaw.com. More on WEI Football Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This portion of WEI Football Sunday brought to you by the VA New England Healthcare System. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844-VA-CARES and learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844-VA-CARES. Well, some coaches will deserve to be fired in a couple of weeks and some will not. So walk with me here, gentlemen. The Steelers are going to take on the Panthers today. Steve Wilkes is 4-4 four and four as the interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Is there any chance that guy gets that job? No. No. What if they win the division? Oh, nope. What if Rich they Keith win the division? With an uppercut. Ah, take that. Mighty blow. Uppercut. There's a, there's right. a chance the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are currently leading the worst division in football, are... Six and seven and playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers are home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. If they win that game, they will be six and eight. If the Bucks lose, they will also be six and eight. Panthers without the tiebreaker, they would be in first place. And mm -hmm. a game with Tampa two weeks from now as well in Tampa. If they win the division, I think he keeps the job. Now, nope. I'm not suggesting that that is the right call because he may not be a very good coach. You already point. had one chance to prove it but they might get swept up in it. My prediction is if they win the division, he stays. If they miss the playoffs, 
then he's gone and they'll find somebody else. Interesting. You know so why he you won't think, stay? Why is that? that? Because he went out and uh, told the national media, hey, we're doing our best here even when the organization is trying to tank. Oh! Mm. I didn't hear that he blew that up. That. that was yep. something. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, well, even when even when the organization is trying to tank, and 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 we actually even played the audio of him oh saying boy. that. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way he getting a job after that one. Hot All right. Diggity. All right. All right. How about in Houston, where of course they made a big change from David Cully last year. They moved on from David Cully after one year. It felt like the Watson mess, trying to get the number one pick. Yada yada. They then bring in Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith is one eleven and one, and it uh, is all but assured that the Texans are going to have the number one pick once again. They're going to have a chance to get the best quarterback coming out of college football this year, whomever that is going to be. Does Lovey Smith survive as the head coach of the Texans? No. I don't think no. so. You think it's one and done because yeah. it was that bad, well, even I though think, they are tanking? I don't even really know if they, like, when they, there was a, that was a strange hire. Like, you know, when you see, like, a coach, like, why the hell they hire him? Like, that was a very, very strange hire. I mean, there were other guys that probably, you know, you felt like could have maybe took this team in a different direction. And I think he was similar to the hire the year before. David Culley, yeah. David Culley, it's like, why are they hiring guys? It almost feels like they're just hiring old black guys. To- <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems to be a trend. That right. They, uh, they did have yeah. Romeo Cornell for a bit. Too, no, no, no. Right? But if you, <laughs> so- if you look at in the recent years, you're like, all right, oh, you're right. what can we do here? Well, let's hire Dave. Like, because even when David Cully got the job, people were like, what? A guy that was passed over a thousand times. Right. Like, now's your chance. And then no right. one heard of. And no. Lovey Smith most recently got let go from, I think, Illinois. Yeah, he was so in they Illinois. could hire Brett Bielema. Yeah, he was in Illinois for like eight or nine years. He was so far removed from the NFL. It wasn't like he was, you know, it wasn't like at least Todd Bulls, you could say, all right. He was the coordinator for the box. He's somebody, uh, Leslie yep. Frazier, I think he's with Buffalo, correct? Yep, yep. You go, all right, well, you know, but. Lovey Smith, it was like, where the hell did this one come yeah, from? Yeah, that was a weird one. No yeah, question. I think if you're you're going to get the number one pick and you're going to get the quarterback, I think you want to pair that guy. I think it's more fair or it's unfair to the quarterback if you give him a year to get a relationship with Lovey Smith and then you're like, and now we're going to change coaches. Right. So now this kid's going to deal with another head coach and probably a coordinator. So you got you got to start all over at the same time. Uh, now this one, I might be reaching a little bit, but uh, again, just sort of walk with me. Falcons and Saints. If the Saints lose, they name Dennis Allen the head coach. Mm. However, they do still own the rights to Sean Payton. Yeah, and he wants to come back. And he does. And guess who's a free agent after the end of this year? Tom Brady. Saints have massive cap problems. They've traded away a pick to Philadelphia that might be a top five pick overall. So you does say Dennis Allen survive, or basically does Sean Payton walk back through the door and, bring and Brady finally get Brady to come to New Orleans? That'd be the only scenario. I think they give Allen probably another year. That was not a great situation. And does Brady it really wasn't? No. I mean, what are and, you gonna do? And does Brady want to go to New Orleans? Well, I don't think so. If they can, if they can protect him up, look at the look at the wide receivers that are there. Like Is Michael Thomas, going to play? Yeah, no, but yeah, they yeah. Chris Olave, right? Olave's having a good year, and Alvin Kamara's kind of like. Mm. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll also look at it and say, you know, we can sign the 
like a veteran that Tom sort of likes. Right, but kind then they're probably guy. competing with San Francisco, Miami, and potentially. Oh maybe. no, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wonder if Peyton is the hook on. Nah, that. I don't think so. I think for Brady is it's more about the team that's around him. He he's had such a down year because of the team around him. I think he wants to go to where he can walk in, turn key, and be like, "All right, this offense is good." All right. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game where both head coaches are toast at the end of the year. The Cardinals and the Broncos. Mm. Does either of those head coaches survive old Buddy Hackett and, of course, close personal friend of Bill Belichick, Cliff Kingsbury? I think Kingsbury could because he signed that massive extension. And they did make the playoffs last year. This has been a terrible year. And a lot of injuries for them. They've also had a lot of injuries. Hopkins started the year suspended. Well, the quarterback hates him, apparently, or or openly disrespects him. they got to figure that out because then you could also ask, like, who's better at their job right now, the quarterback or the – which Head is coach. weird. I think they might bring it back. So, like, last year was a good year. This year was a bad year. Next year, I think, will be the real breaking point for those guys. Well, and it's Whereas probably going to... Hackett probably has to go. Yeah, Hackett's yeah. probably gone. But next year in Arizona, like, you, you brought up the breaking point. You're probably not going to have Kyla Murray all season long. So, no, because of the injury. So, you're probably looking at it like, all right, Kingsbury is probably coaching... And if you're saying the relationship between Kyla Murray and Cliff Kingsbury is not very good, which is weird because Kingsbury is like the guy that... You would think that they get along great. Right. Kyla Murray has a lot of uh, James Harden tendencies mm. in him, And which one are they more likely to move on from? The coach. Oh, the coach. Right. That's usually what Well, happens, yeah. and, and that gets us to this. Adam Schefter had a uh, report out today that the NFL, so NFL officials have informed owners of their own sort of mistakes and put a dollar amount on it. So the headline reads, NFL officials have informed the owners of the league's 32 franchises. The teams have spent, are we ready for this? $800 million on fired coaches and front (laughs) office executives the last five years. Hmm. I knew the money was big. But you're talking about what a hundred and like a hundred and eighty million a year mm. from NFL owners is going out the door. Let's say right. that's probably a little less than that. My math isn't great. <laughs> probably more like one sixty, but still, a mm-hmm. hundred sixty million dollars per year right. is spent by thirty two billionaires to pay people they don't want anymore. That is. Amazing! It's yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and and I think it becomes like some of the you can do that with college coaches too. You can right. Yeah, you can, that's right. a crazy, yeah. especially number. now. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and I think some of it becomes the stupid hires, like where most of that yeah. money comes from. Like if you're moving on from, let's say you're moving on from Levy Smith, or you're moving on from um, Joe Judge. Yeah, yeah, Joe Judge. I can't remember the other coach that we were just Dennis Allen, right? Yeah. Yep. Let's say if you're moving on from those guys, it's not much money, right? But if you're moving on from Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Or a guy that you just gave damn near, you know, eighty or ninety million to. That's where I think the money starts adding up. So, oh, like a Cliff Kingsbury, who you probably just gave a ton of money to. Let, let me give you a quick example of where you're talking about wigs. The Giants are paying three different head coaches and their staffs. Pat Shermer got a five-year deal, got fired in 2020, two years in. Joe Judge fired, five-year deal, he was two years in. And now you got Brian Dayball, but you're also paying all those assistants as well. So to your point, right. that's one organization that has screwed up twice mm-hmm. and is now paying three people to do the job of one. And that guy might have squeezed as much blood out of the but rock see, as he could. So you said $800 million in five years. Yeah. 160 mil a year. 160 mil a year. Let's use that number. 
The NFL is worth what nine billion? It's I, more than that. I think revenues this year are going to push sixteen or seventeen okay. billion. Maybe so sixteen or seventeen billion. It's a small percentage. So a small. It's like a drop in the bucket for them overall. Yes, to that. But that's what owners look at and go, "Wait a second, we're making sixteen billion. All right, if I got to pay, you know, hundred sixty million to get my guy." Because if they get their guy, think about what that then does to the franchise. If they get the, you know, what's his name, Suriani in Philadelphia, is mm-hmm. that the guy's yeah, name? Yeah, Nick Suriani. Yep. Right. So if they get that guy, or they get the guy of the future, or who they feel like is really putting this things together, look what it does for the franchise. Well, there's also an owner this year that apparently couldn't get rid of a head coach because he didn't have the money to do so. So we look at in the enormity and the totality. Which, what team was that? Oh, that was the Raiders. There was the the rumblings that whenever it really hit rock bottom with McDaniel's, it was well the coach because again they laid out for the stadium. They had to pay the fee to be able to move as well. But do you believe that though? I do. do Tommy, oh yeah, Tommy Boy. He took a big hit with Gruden. And, and right. again, the Gruden thing, now, I think old Tommy Boy will be able to sue the NFL or be able to get maybe, uh, you know, some special monies. Remember when they moved uh, from San Diego to L.A. Mm-hmm. and they said to Spanos, listen, we know you're porking you. We'll give you a $100 million check so that you can pay to relocate your franchise and then be second fiddle when you're here in L.A. I think, you know. It's but do you think Vegas m- recoups that money because don't they have the Super Bowl, what, this season or is it next season? Uh, I think it is next year. I don't know how much an organization gets on that. That normally is all NFL. Like your bid goes but it's into gotta the be NFL. Something though, right? If, to host, it's got to be something where, like, if you you if you're hosting, you must know that you must be getting something in return well, as an organization. Here's what it is: is that if you get a municipality to pay for part of the stadium, mm-hmm. they'll bring you a bill where. Hey, you put money into the state. Why did Jacksonville get a Super Bowl? Because they put a ton of money into the old Citrus Bowl. Okay. That thing's now dumped. But it's just amazing how much money really is flying around the NFL. Uh, we're into our final hour of WEEI Football Sunday. We got a bunch of Week 15 games to preview and playoff stakes for the Patriots. We'll pick it up there on the final hour of WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.